Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Hello and welcome everyone to the Video Game Lounge podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. I am here with both John and Kevin, and we are here today to give you a year of Final Fantasy. We are a video game podcast that talks about things that aren't notes or news, but we just talk about games and drink brews. I know it sounds very Dr. Seussy, but I think we have a good time, and I welcome you to come and join us and have some fun. How are you guys doing today? John, how are you? Seussie. I think I'm feeling Susie. Susie. You said Dr. Susie. Dr. Susie. I thought he meant saucy. <laughs> saucy. I'm a little saucy. He's already hit the um, saucy. Yeah, no, uh, I am tired because right before recording, I just did uh, seven bags of leaves <laughs> from uh, my front yard and my neighbors. Sweet old Australian lady um, who is 80 was out there yesterday with a back brace, a wrist brace, and her big old freaking rake. And I was like, Judith, what are you doing? And she's like, John, you get inside. I'm like, no, you get inside. Like, you're 80. You've paid your dues. Your husband's a Vietnam War vet. Get your butt inside. I got this. Like, go. And she's like, Merry Christmas. And I was like, yep, to you too. <laughs> I got the leaves. So... I'm tired. That's so nice I'm of good. you. Yeah, I'm I'm still nice sometimes. <laughs> Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Doing good, yeah. Uh took the day off work because I had some vacation to burn, so Huzzah. your boy your boy's not gonna be working any Sundays in December, and I'm super jonesed about that. Because that means nice. I can drink heavily on Saturdays now. Which I did last night. <laughs> I was out till about one AM last night, I think. And I think I, I think I left at six, like my house at six. So I was getting it in with my boy Davenberg. Nice. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing okay. I just helped a neighbor today as well. Helped to fix the igniter on her pellet stove. Because um, her and her husband replaced it, but then they felt like they it wasn't working. So they thought that one of the connection pieces had come undone. And it was a bitch to get to. So they asked for a little help. And I was able to help them. And they rewarded me with a beer. What kind of beer? Nice. Are you drink? Is that what you're drinking? I don't want to go. I don't want to go too far ahead. Originally, they uh, they had like all these other beers, and there were some that were like made in America, but like were Scottish beers. So I was like, oh, let me try this elderberry beer. Like I'm like, I used to have elderberry stuff growing up, like because my mom was all health conscious for a kick. Um, so I tried this elderberry beer, and I was like, this tastes really flat. so i'm like i'm drinking i'm like sipping on i'm like okay you know i recognize the taste and i mean i used to have like elderberry syrup not like uh maple syrup kind of syrup but like uh it was like a cough syrup kind of elderberry syrup and i was like yeah it's like a watered down version of that with a little less flavor but so i I started looking at it i'm looking at a little more deeper and i'm like uh this is best by best used by August of twenty or two thousand three, best used. Yeah, yeah best best used. I mean, that doesn't mean that it you know had to be dr- or like consumed within that time. So, like, she's like, "What? 
No, we moved into this place in 2005. We didn't bring this. Here. You, you, somebody brought this over here and gave it to us. You didn't. You didn't bring it over. No, somebody did. Well, <laughs> her husband goes. Oh, they must not have liked us. <laughs> so it, there was like three three of these like Scottish beers. She ended up just pouring down the drain because they were all flat and old. Right. Oh, so so I had a Modelo. That was my first time having a Modelo. Like, oh, it reminds me. You've never had Modelo before? No, I'm not Mexican. You don't have to be. I know, but it was was good. It reminded me of Coronas, which I do like and I do consume, even though I'm not Mexican. I'm not Chinese, so I won't have a Sing Tao. Come on, man. Sing Tao is really good. I've never even heard of a Sing Tao. What's a Sing Tao? You you can get it at PF Chang's. It's it's uh it's their Budweiser. That's why uh, I've my, never my buddy, been to PF Chang's yeah, my, either. My buddy, <laughs> dude, what do you do? I've never man? been to a melting pot either. Oh my god, dude! Have you eaten anything that's like not American? Grilled cheese. I enjoy Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> See, Queen. That's England. All right. Uh, oh, uh, England. Yeah, there we go. The ice cream queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So I'll start it off. What you drinking? Same bullshit I had last episode. <laughs> that's a good that's a good starting point. Twenty one dollar four pack of my chocolate mint stout from Guinness. So uh, it's like it's really good. It's just expensive as hell. Yeah, it must be really good if you're still in the same four pack from yeah. from last recording. Last recording, yeah. Oh, I thought this well, was I a had, new pack. No, no, same one. I I I drank two that night. I had one at Thanksgiving, and then I've been holding on to this one because uh, I was like, well, I'll just drink it for the for the pod. So yeah, uh, I already gave the deets on the last episode, but. Yeah, it's good. Chocolate mint stout. It's amazing. It's a uh, almost eleven percent. It's ten point eight. So, uh, Mister Kevy, what are you drinking? Mm, I don't know what it's called, but I like the way it tastes. Uh, I was kind of going off. <laughs> yeah, I do go for the dumb ones. Not my wife. She's smart. But continuing on, uh, trying to. Uh, listen, I was listening to an older podcast when Andrew was talking about when he mixed his uh, whiskey with. Um... Oh, see, I thought you were going with muddled. <laughs> when Andrew muddled, <laughs> was it apple cider, Andrew, that you did it with? I can't remember. Mixed with what? You you had mentioned something about apple cider, cinnamon, whiskey, and something. Else. Oh no, uh, apple cider. I, I heat it up and then add um, Captain Morgan. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it was uh, apple cider. I couldn't remember if it was apple cider or if it was some kind of other like fall festive drink. But no, I, uh, I my wife bought little packets of like apple cider, so heated that up and then mixed it with uh, Monkey Shoulder, which is a, a Scottish uh, malt whiskey. Uh, my wife got it for me uh, a few years ago. It's really good. Um, I mean, it's just a, it's a nice mixing whiskey. Not exactly something I would just, you know, not a sit down not a standalone and sh- one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, very good for for mixing. So I highly suggest for you 
ever go to the liquor store and you see monkey shoulder, definitely give it a try. It's not, uh, it's not the cheapest thing out there, but it's not going to break your wallet exactly. I think it's 30, 35 bucks for a, a bottle, which isn't terrible. Nice. No, that's not too bad. No, I, I haven't really been able to get into the whiskeys much. Like I've tried. Sh- mm-hmm. I even bought a thing of like Angel's Envy and I, I've been. That sounds good. I've tried that. Like I've heard a lot of people talk like really highly of it. I mean, I got the slightly cheaper one. It was the one that's in the uh, port wine, not the other barrels. Like it's it's like thirty dollars difference or forty dollars difference. Uh, but I got it and I took a shot of it and I'm like, I don't know. I just maybe I just can't get into it. But did you know that whether or not this is true or not, this is what I heard at one point that Mountain Dew was originally created to be a mixer for whiskey for real yeah mountain dew mm. i can't imagine mixing mountain dew and whiskey jesus they'd get you a hyper and <laughs> when i've been playing warzone at night <laughs> oh i i <laughs> i have a highball glass that's about a third a quarter of uh angel's envy and the rest mountain dew and i'll get through a glass or glass or two of that yeah <laughs> So he gets all hopped up on Mountain Dew, is playing Super Auto Pets while the lo- the lobby loads. <laughs> what a Chad! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but today because it's only one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm drinking um, um, Original Sin Black Widow cider. It was really cool sounding, so I got it. It was a little six pack, uh, twelve ounce cans, and it's a blackberry cider. It's pretty mm. yummy. That sounds the, good. The the can looked pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the percentage on that? It is six. Nice. So not too bad. Now do you prefer that over just like regular hard cider? Like apple cider? It depends on the cider. Like cause uh I feel like for woodchucks, woodchucks I can I can have multiple of them. Reds, I've gotten to the point where reds, I can't really like have too many of those. They taste good, but I can't have too many of those just because I lose desire for that taste. It's very um, sweet. Yeah. It's syrupy almost. Angry Orchard's not too bad, but it again, it's it's kind of similar with the reds. There was another kind as well that I liked that... But I mean, like so far, Woodchuck's probably the one that like I could continually go back to to enjoy. And it's also the strongest one, isn't it? Oh, Woodchuck's like a twelve or thirteen percent, man. Is it? Yeah, Wood- Woodchuck's strong as hell. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andrew, you, when you drink your whiskey, you said you did a shot of it, right? Yeah, I tried it. I tried it. Um, like I poured a shot's worth amount, like, and I tried sipping it and whatnot. I I didn't like straight shot it. But, you know, I, I poured it in a highball glass, took some sips, tried it out. and Did you chill yours? No, but I like I will put it in ice with ice hmm. because I've I have read that, you know, having ice with whiskey or like having it on the rocks is frowned upon for a lot of people. But the idea of it being on the rocks, the the moisture of the water, even though it goes to dilute it somewhat, it actually enhances the flavor of it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, you'll get the more full experience of having whiskey on the rocks than you would just having whiskey. Uh, are you are you doing it on the mint ice cubes? 
No, just just the regular <laughs> ones that come out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I forgot that those were in there. Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's like, I know what I'm doing right after oh, this editing or this podcast. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just having cider right now. I had a Modelo having a cider. You know, it's too early to start getting sloshed on uh, Mountain Dew and whiskey. But yeah, that that's me, <laughs> John. You 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 have some very exciting news with your uh, uh, production equipment. Uh, what what is it that you have recently acquired? To help with schooling and podcasting. You mean, what have I been playing? <laughs> you just got old, 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 old. You just got I was going along the lines of, you know, what did you just spend a lot of money on? <laughs> uh, yes, I did get a new laptop for school. Um, if you listen to the end of the last episode, uh, I mentioned I'm going back to school in January, so got a really good deal on a nice gaming laptop, um, from Best Buy. And, uh, so I've been, uh, kicking the tires, so to speak on this thing. So, and it opens up a whole new world of possibilities of gaming. Indeed it does. So you guys kind of helped me get started up on Steam and Game Pass. Um, and Kevin, uh, has definitely given me a bunch of, uh, suggestions of stuff to download and play. So, um, and I was, Kev, I was texting with you a lot about it actually the other day. Hades, dude, I'm all about this fucking game. This game is amazing. Um, and I'm not one for usually playing roguelites, um, but I'm highly addicted to this game. And I think that um first actually let me start here before the show started earlier this morning i actually had to google the difference between a roguelite with a t and a roguelike with a k and they're the same thing except there's one difference a roguelike with a k when you die you lose all your shit and then a road rogue light with a t all the experience and stuff that you gold and whatever usually transfers over which is what hades does um, so dude, I'm all about it. And I think it being a roguelite really, I love what they do with the story because you progress through the levels of hell. And every time you come back to the house, you learn more about your father or why you're actually wanting to leave hell in the first place and all the different characters and things. It's a really unique and, and awesome story mechanic. I love it. And then you know, each run into the dungeons, you're you're getting a little bit stronger each time. So last night was my first time beating the Bone Hydra, which is the boss of the second world. And I got to Elysium last night. Um, uh, Kev, do you remember that level? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's tough. So they, they get they get fucking terrible tough, man. Dude. Okay. Well, so the the second level was Afro something or whatever, uh, Afropostal or something like that, where it's it's the fire level. But then the third one, you you face these uh, these soldiers that have spears and swords, and you kill them. But then this little skull appears, and you also have to kill their skull. It's like their soul. And if you don't kill them, kill that, then they come back. And I didn't know that at first. So I'm like running around the map, and I'm just using like I've been totally using the bow and arrow. I'm kicking ass with this thing. I'm using my bow and arrow. I'm using my little uh, like range shooter thing. Uh, you get like a magic spell, so I'm just using that, chucking them. 
because I upgraded it to you can have three shots with that, but then you got to go retrieve them. Uh, so I'm just running around the map shooting shit. And I was like, damn it, didn't I just kill these guys? And I had realized later that I had to like kill their souls too. But um, dude, I'm having a blast with this game. It's so fun, so much fun. Um, and then I know, like we're gonna talk about Final Fantasy the rest of the show. But uh, I also downloaded 13 and I started playing through that again. Unpopular opinion, I still kind of like this game. Like graphically, it looks great on my computer. It plays awesome i love the battle system of 13 we'll get into that much later in the show but um yeah so that's what i've been up to playing on my my new computer kevy how about you man uh still on the final fantasy grinds <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh just about done 13 2 uh and then i made the executive decision because it's so late in december well it's so late in the year it's actually in the beginning of december but i'm going to just follow a speedrun route for 13.3 so I can quickly get to 15 and actually accomplish this goal. Because yeah. the speedrun time for 13.3 is like two and a half hours. So Jesus. Yeah. So doing the route, I think <laughs> I could probably beat it in a day. I want to go back and I want to really experience it because uh, it does look like a lot of fun. But that was, I, I was like texting Andrew. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, because if I don't, I'm, I I most likely won't be able to finish, especially with the holidays coming up and stuff like that. Um, so I've been playing 13-2. Got some stuff to talk about that later on. Um, one thing I did want to talk about for 13-2 was the music. And there's two things. One, there's this one snow level where they they're playing a violin and they're fucking going ham on this goddamn violin. And it's really cool for the first two minutes. And then it recycles and you have to hear this fucking violin just going. And it's like, all right, you can chill. Because <laughs> all the rest of the music stops while this fucking soloist is going to town on the goddamn violin. And How uh, does that go again? Like, I'll, I'll YouTube it. It's exactly that's verbatim, one to one. That's how it sounds. Um, and the other song was whenever you ride, I, I don't, I don't think if it's all the chocobos because there's different color ones. I think it's only when you ride the red chocobo, it is the heaviest metal music you will ever hear in your life. The lyrics are insane. Uh, I got a little bit of it right here. Gas them up with the greens and let them go. Stand back, stand clear as he puts on a show. So cute yet fierce, is he from hell? I cannot tell yet I don't even want to know. So you want to be a trailblazer, kicking dirt like a hellraiser. Take the reins, but don't react slow. It's time to feel the force of the chocobo. That's that's nice. It's that's oh that's God. one that's one lyric. There's like four lyrics, and this dude is just mosh pit screaming death metal <laughs> <laughs> while you're riding this the fucking chocobo. <laughs> <laughs> and like um, it's so serene i'm like just riding this chocobo in this field is he from hell i don't know chocobo <laughs> i'm telling you this shit's fucking insane um other than that the only game i played was <laughs> kill it with fire um it's a very 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 short game but it's it's fun uh the objective is uh, well, it start, the game starts out, you walk into this house, and there's spiders, and you have to kill it. You have to kill the spiders. 
And the more spiders you kill, the more shit you unlock. Where eventually you get like RPGs and <laughs> uh, flamethrowers and sh- uh, shurikens to kill these fucking spiders. So I played that, uh, beat it. It, it. it honestly, it only took like two or three hours. So just wanted something I could not be so invested into. Uh, so I took a little break in thir- thirteen two. Nice. And played Kill It With Fire. I'll go on Game Pass, John, just in case you need something to kill. Okay. I, I for the life of me, anytime I hear someone say the word spiders, I think of Harry Potter. I think it's the second movie. I have not watched hardly any of the, <laughs> the, the Harry Potter movies, but I have watched like bits and pieces. And there's a part, I think it's in the second one. What's the big giant Hagrid or whatever? And like they're in the invisibility cloak, and uh, he's like, "If anybody's looking for some stuff, just uh, follow the spiders." <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just follow the spiders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know why. Anytime someone says spiders, I just I think of that that scene. Anyway, holy derailed us, <laughs> Andrew. What are you? <laughs> just follow the spiders. Just follow the spiders. <laughs> um. A lot of the same stuff. I've uh, still been playing some Genshin Impact. They released a new event for that's very snow wintery. You can build snowmen. After completing certain parts of the events, you actually get snowman parts, uh, head, arms, nose, eyes, hat, scarf, all that kind of stuff. And you can when make. You said snowman parts. I'm like, we get a bottom ball, a middle <laughs> ball. <laughs> Basically, you start out with the bottom ball, like just sitting there, and you can adjust how you like put the rest of it. You have to, un- you have to r- unlock a head or like get random parts and get a head, arms, wow. scarf, hat, nose, eyes, all that stuff. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, me and Kevin put playing some Halo Infinite. You know. People are like people want to talk what they want to about you. Know, oh, Halo hasn't changed. I still enjoy it, dude. It's still fun to me, know, dude. I, you you posted a pretty nasty snipe video woo, the other day. It, it's starting to feel natural again. And uh, I mean, three four three is being very active in trying to make sure everything is going smoothly and progressing in a positive way. So I'm excited to see how it continues to develop. Um, been playing some Warzone. I played last night with some of the other guys in Diamondback. Um, we had four consecutive rebirth wins. Uh, that was fun. I think I got uh one my second match. We I only had eight kills. Every other match was double. Only eight kills. Every other match was double digits, and I still didn't break a PR. It was it was ridiculous, but it was fun. Um, rebirth only a hundred people, but you killed eight. <laughs> I would have to sell my soul to the devil twice just to get three. Give me a fucking break, bro. <laughs> Hashtag humble break. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not even, dude. I suck more dick than Monica Lewinsky at fucking Call of Duty, man. Which is a lot of fucking dick. Yeah, but <laughs> she saw results. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> You're just doing this it for exactly fun. exactly my problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Still, still playing some Super Auto Pets and uh, Uno. Whenever I, <laughs> I just want that mindless click, 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 um, on the computer. But uh, I finally got into starting to play Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, and within 
a couple days, I only used the uh, main starter Pokemon. And the, w- the way that this one's set up, it's so much easier than the original Diamond and Pearl. I mean, yes, okay, oh, I'm older. Oh, the older games were hard. And now they make them a little easier. This, whatever. There's an experience share that no matter who fights or wins in a battle, all the other Pokemon in your party also get experience off of that. So all I did was just use my one starter Pokemon in every battle through the first badge, through the second badge, um, through the first galaxy, which is like a team rocket, the galaxy commander. Um, only once did I have to do a double match where I had someone else fight with my starter and then facing the second galaxy leader, I ended up, uh, my starter fainted from being exhausted from kicking too much ass and I had to use someone else to finish the match. Like it's, it's, it's kind of simple, but there's so many like extras to the game that still make it kind of fun. So I've been playing a little Pokemon. So that like experience carryover, forgive me if this is a dumb question that didn't happen in the previous Pokemon games. So in the previous Pokemon games, whenever they introduced it, it was an, a shared item that when it first was released, you know, and Pokemon could hold a item, the people that fought, fought, got experience. And then the one that with that held item would also get some experience, a a portion like, you know, I don't know, like 60% of the experience that the people that fought got later on in a a couple games, there ended up being a, like a, a, a key item that you could get instead of a shared, uh, like a held item. And then you can turn it on or off and then everyone can receive that shared experience after a battle. Well, now you can't even turn it on or off. It's just, it's part of the mechanics, which me and Kevin and Mr. Sean have been talking about it. And it's, it, it definitely seems easier. And that is part of the reason. So, Before we get into the meat and the nit and gritty, uh, I also want to remind everybody that because you uh, enjoy us as much as you do to continue to listen to us, thank you, by the way, don't forget to check out other awesome podcasts from CBC, including Simply Stogies. Hello, everyone. This is James from Simply Stogies Podcast, a member of the Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative, inviting you to check out simplystogies.com. For the latest in cigar reviews, product reviews, lounge reviews, and in-depth interviews from around the industry. If you're interested in cigars or the cigar culture, visit simplystogies.com. And thank you for listening to this podcast on the Creative Brain Candy Media Co-op. But in the essence of it all, you're here to listen to us. I don't know why, but to talk about Final Fantasy and Kevin's amazing journey this year because it has been an amazing journey. So he started from the very beginning of the year and I have been documenting as much as I could, as much as he shares with me about everything coming through it from how long it's taken him to beat it, what consoles he's played it on, like what his thoughts are, what his comments are. And me and John are just going to do a little bit of uh, an interview about 
each of them that Kevin has uh, put the time in, put the effort in, put the uh, exhausting energy into, so that the whole time of all these podcasts, what are you playing? Oh, Final Fantasy. What are you playing? Oh, Final Fantasy. This is going to be the fruits of his labor. So, we're going to start Not of his out. loins. <laughs> not of his loins. God, I hope not. So, we'll start it out with Final Fantasy 1. And Final Fantasy 1, you played it off in the PSP, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And you beat it in seven days. <laughs> seven days. Yeah. Uh, work was really slow. I remember playing it at work a lot. Um just to preface the one the reason why I chose what I the reason why I chose these systems that I played it on for the first uh six was I literally just googled uh best version of each Final Fantasy game and this is what the list said was like hey this is the reason why it's best here's why you should play it on this list uh here's why you should play it on this system so uh for one it was uh the Final Fantasy uh, I forgot what it was 25th, 20th year, 25th year. I can't remember some kind of anniversary they came out with on the PSP with updated graphics. Uh, they fixed the spells that didn't work in final fantasy one. Uh, they got rid of, uh, uh, you could, you could delete, uh, the spells because the way final fantasy one worked was you go to a shop buy the different level tiers of spells so there's always four options, but you can only pick three. Uh, in Final Fantasy 1 for the NES, you couldn't um, delete those. And there was really no description on what the fuck they did. And sometimes they didn't work. Sometimes they did the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do, which was very detrimental. Uh, it was just a bad coding mess. Had a lot of fun with that one. Um, and the Nintendo version was supposed to be the hardest of them all, right? Yeah, yeah. The Nintendo one mm. is... is Definitely way, way grindy. Uh, you got to stay on the first island for quite some time. Uh, there's actually a little, uh, I think it's called a death square, where you start out in this castle, and if you go south, uh, there's one or two squares, pixels, uh, where it grabs enemies from the island south of you, which is damn near endgame. So if you stand on oh, the wrong, shit. yeah, if you stand on the wrong square, you can actually just die. Uh, but people actually use that, I think, to level up pretty quickly once they can actually beat them. Mm. So, so is that final dungeon as hard, or or took you as much time as it did for Andrew? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, I don't remember. Just jokes. Just jokes. I don't remember how long it took me to beat. I know it took me seven days to beat it, but I can't remember my final end time. Uh, I think it was like, I think it was like 25 hours, something like that. They, they implemented a run button, uh, which was really nice to have. It was not my first time beating Final Fantasy one. I beat Final Fantasy one the first time on Game Boy Advance when I was a kid. Um, I remember, I remember specifically because somehow Mr. Sean cut his finger and hmm. he was like bleeding all over my, my family i remember uh, that sink in the bathroom and i'm like hey man you're you're ruining my fucking game in here i'm trying to i'm in the final dungeon all right can you please go die you were an absolute like well you weren't an absolute (laughs) dick but you were you were like so not considerate to sean about that time he's like bleeding in your bathroom you're like 
dude, I've almost beat the last dungeon. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm not a fucking doctor. <laughs> fucking run it over water, which he was, and then get a Band-Aid. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want me to do? All right, I'm over here. Just don't get it on my white uh, Game Boy Advance, please. I need, I need to trade it in a week from now to get a new one from Walmart. <laughs> right on. All right. Um, Final Fantasy 2 you beat in nine days. Took you two days more. Your thoughts on Final Fantasy Two? Uh, you guys, so you guys haven't played Andrew. You, you played one. You guys, Andrew played, played one. Yeah, but you guys haven't played one through six, right? Well, Andrew, yeah, played I, one. I have Correct. not touched one through six. Okay, and just to let you guys know, uh, Final Fantasy. When we say Final Fantasy Two, uh, we're going in the Final Fantasy order of as they released in Japan. Yes, yes, because two for us is like four. And then three for us is six. So six. Final yeah. Fantasy two we're talking about is the Final Fantasy two in Japan. I mean, years ago, I I tried playing like Dawn of Souls, like Final Fantasy Dawn of Souls, mm-hmm. which That's is the like one, one and one two. And two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to play that like on DS long ago, but I, I guess because it wasn't with the style of like seven, eight, nine that I was used to, I didn't really keep going with it. But you finally beat one though. Yes, finally, finally. finally. What, what did you play? What did you beat one on? I can't remember. Uh, PlayStation. Okay, so okay. Which I didn't realize that there was a run button on that until <laughs> the very final dungeon. So thanks, <laughs> man. Your time could have been cut down by like half. <laughs> oh, so much, so much. <laughs> maybe not half. Maybe by like a quarter. Still, that's a lot of hours. Um, final Fantasy Two gets shit on a lot, and it's understandable. Uh, it's not a terrible game. It's very, very different. It's kind of like how Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 are very, very different. Where Zelda 2 did a great job of it. it I just don't think people are ready. Final Fantasy 2 has a very weird leveling mechanic where you don't get... best way to describe it is you don't do level ups. Certain parts of your character level up. And in order to level those things up, you have to use them. So... If you want your warrior to be stronger, uh, have higher strength, you have to use a lot of fighting attacks. And if you want your white mage to be really good at white magic, you have to use a lot of white magic. That's all well and good, except when it comes to hit points. Um, In order to get hit points, you have to use your hit points. So that means you have to get hit a lot. And you can cheese that by just beating the shit out of each other. And then just healing you, and then doing it again. So, Jesus. Did, did that a lot. Final Fantasy 2 is often regarded as like the worst, which I, I would not rank it as the worst. Uh, I will definitely tell you when we get to that little uh, opinion. 13! <laughs> Sorry. Allergies. The weird thing is, so whenever uh, 1 through 6, I named, you can name all the characters. Uh, and I usually named them the like I did as a kid. There would be me, uh, before I started dating girls, the girl was always my sister. Once I started dating girls, it was whoever I was dating. Your crush? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sean and Andrew. So in Final Fantasy 2, you get to name all four of your characters. And then I named Andrew uh, the cool-looking like sword dude. Was not on my team for 80% of the game. He like <laughs> becomes this bad guy. Uh, he's just gone. <laughs> so it's me... My wife, Joe, 
Mr. Sean, who can talk to animals for some reason that never comes back up in the story. <laughs> and then Andrew's the bad guy until uh, this is legit till like the very end. It's like 80, 90% done. And there's a more powerful bad guy. And Andrew's like, well, I can't beat him. So I'm going to join up with you guys. Cause they were friends and he like lost his memory or something. He's like, I'm going to join up with you guys, my friends to beat this guy. So then I could be the evil guy. And I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> this is really dumb. You kept texting me like each day is like, well, a new person joined my party. It's not you. Well, a new person joined my party. It's still not you. Oh, well, another person joined my party. It's not you. Like <laughs> now, I'm, I'm 60% through the game. I don't know when you're going to start. Now, I will say the people that joined you, uh, they were really neat. Um, and they all died which was very interesting. This was the first time where... Oh, wow. Yeah, every single one of the characters had some sort of death, and it was very important. Like, there's a, there's a story beat that, that kills them off? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for their wow. death. Like, uh, they usually are helping you or something. It was really neat. Like, a lot of the one through six, they, they kill some characters off, and I never... Like, I knew seven obviously did it, but I hadn't been yeah. too experienced on the previous ones. So, seeing that, it was it was really neat that they were like, okay, well... This is permadeath. Like they're gone. And I was so that that's really wow. cool. The like I said, the story didn't make much sense, but I I would play it again. I uh I played that again on the PSP uh with the twenty fifth anniversary collection. I just I I didn't think it was a bad game. I just think the story was terrible, which honestly the fact that the story sucks and I still thought it was a good game, it means something to me that they did something right sure was sure. The, the hp not the greatest thing in the world was the level up system weird yeah but they had to do something different you know they, they just wanted to try something different i thought I, I commend them for that so yeah i mean you gotta try new things to see what works what can be improved on what shouldn't be used again i mean that's it's a good thing that i was done on a sequel game and not like an original game like the the start of the series because that could definitely work to kill a series or a potential series. All right. So Final Fantasy 3, you played on the DS and you beat in one month and one day. Yeah, this was a this was a long one. Uh, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 were obviously much shorter. Final Fantasy 3 took some time. Um, I again played this at work. Uh, this was like during the low times of, of COVID. So I had a lot of downtime at work. So a lot of these like initial ones, I was I was plowing through them at work, man. Like I'd bring my DS and just sit there and play. Um, three, I played on the DS because there there wasn't any other options uh, at the time. I think you can do it on the iPad. I think that's one of the ones that's been remastered for iOS. I think. I remember texting my buddy uh, Turcot. I'm like halfway through the freaking year, right? And then I think at E3 is when they announced the pixel remasters for one through six, where you can play them on steam. And I was like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you listened to the podcast. You knew what I was doing. You're like, Hey, watch this. And they fucking released them. Uh, so you can actually do final fantasy three. Uh, you can actually get it a uh, Japanese version on the PSP and you can just switch it to English and the whole thing's in English. So that's an, what the, oh, that's nice. a way to do it. But I had the DS game from when I was a kid, when it came out in 2006 Andrew, you had it as well. I think we only played it for a couple hours, and then we stopped playing it. Um, yeah. It still had the job system, which I really love the job system. Final Fantasy III, 
goofy looking for sure. Uh, the art style they chose on the DS, it was a, it's a 3d sprites, no longer the, the flat 2d sprites. I don't really remember the story too much. Um, it was back in February when you finished it. So <laughs> I remember, I remember it being really goofy. I I still think going. I think going back, I could probably play it again. It did. It was it was tough. I remember it being very 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 hard, especially the end boss because the end boss for Final Fantasy three was this weird ass green. Medusa-looking chick. I can't remember why we were fighting her. Um, but she would do like four turns every bat, like every every time. So this was still in the thing where you pick all four of your moves, and then depending on the speed, that would get calculated. And then say Joe would do her magic attack first, and then the bad guy would do their attack, and then so on and so forth. Well, this this boss had four attacks to go to match each one of our one attacks. So there's four people on the team. So it's four against four attacks. And it did such devastating attacks. I remember texting Andrew. I was like, I just went into this boss. I was like level 50 or something and got decimated. And there was no, no save point. And the, the final dungeon takes like an hour, hour and a half to get through. Every wow. battle was like against bosses you previously fought like this random ass battles you're just fighting against these bosses you've beaten before but they're amped up it's a very very tough end game uh honestly probably the toughest end game to get through now is that is that something sorry i don't mean to cut you off is that something that you like or like or dislike do you kind of like having a challenge going into the final boss or you're like i want to cruise and then i want a, a strong ass final boss no i i i really love the challenge i I love playing tough games. So the fact that this thing whooped my ass, I was upset that I lost like an hour and a half of my time. Don't get me wrong. Like that pissed me off that there's no safe spot anywhere. Sure. Uh, but I think going against a tough boss was a lot of fun. It made you think. It wasn't just like spam A, spam A, spam A, spam A. Uh, even your fucking white mage just hit him with a rod or something. Like it's really nice to judge go into the battle think about what you wanted to do and then have a little bit of RNG behind it. Cause if they did this one attack, then you're fucked, but if they didn't and you can get off your one spell, then you're good. So I, I really did enjoy that. I wish, I wish a lot of the other final fantasy games were as tough, but they unfortunately are not. This one is definitely the hardest one though. That's what, that's what, that's like what comes to my mind about this game. So up next was Final Fantasy IV, which took you about three weeks to do, and you went back to the PSP for this one. Yeah. Uh, again, this one uh, came out in the United States as Final Fantasy II. Right. This one, this one was Mr. Sean's uh, favorite. Never played it before. I remember how much he would always love uh, Rydia and. I was like, I, every pixel art that I saw, it was, it was really cool. Like, you know, this green-haired beauty. And I, I knew nothing of the story of, like, what the characters actually did. I just always knew, oh, Final Fantasy IV, Sean, Rydia. That, and it's interesting you say that because Final Fantasy IV is the first one that actually, uh, that I felt like had characters that mattered. Uh, in one and two, you were the Warriors of Light. 
uh, and three, you could name them. Like you can name all the characters, but these ones actually felt like they had some kind of personality to them. It did add something to the series though. And that was the, uh, the ATB, the active time battle system. So yeah. that was, that was really neat to have. Cause it was kind of like how final fantasy seven is, uh, where it's no longer, you have all the time in the world. You can just, it's like pause and then you go through your menu and pick what you want to do. So that was really yeah, cool. You input it. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, it, again, a really wacky story though. You end up going to the moon, uh, or a, a fake moon because, uh, some people live there that want to do something. Uh, don't worry about the story too much. Uh, at least, yeah. at least not for me. Uh, I would definitely go back. Like, there's a few on here that I, I want to go back because obviously I, I skipped out on getting some ultimate weapons and some side battles and stuff like that. So Final Fantasy IV is one I, I'm really looking forward to go back and play. The story, I remember Rydia turns into like an adult. Uh, she's the one with green hair and she's like a powerful summoner. But I don't remember using the summons at all in this game. That's that's one thing that was really weird. The music was fantastic though i love the music in four yeah i remember watching uh i think it was actually one of the first meyer mind streams that i actually caught was him going through uh this game and i I ended up joining the stream where he was on his way to the moon (laughs) and like that whole bit Uh, so i was like totally confused but uh chuck if you're listening what's up bro thanks for for listening appreciate you and uh hope to join one of your streams again soon um yeah, I mean the game looks fun. Like I, that would be one I would I might check out. This is a not to spoil anything, but I had to. I would send Andrew pictures of my saves, and they always had art styles. And I remember yeah. there was one character I had to put my finger over because there's a big life changing event that happens in game for this character. And I was like, hey man, this is where I'm at, but don't look at this character because I don't want you just in case you go. I don't he just kept censoring it every time. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't really, I'm glad you want to share with me your progress, but uh, this is telling me like half the story. No, it's not because you can never see who the character was. I never showed you the character. Well, ever. that's what I mean. You're, it's only half the story. It's not like you were trying to tell me the story. And that's understandable. I was trying to f- understand half of your story. As oh. you were playing it. <laughs> no, man, just here's how long I've been playing. Here's three-fourths of my characters <laughs> the levels yeah my steps for some reason the the first the first few games kept track of your step count and i don't really know why i guess you could have like a gotta get those ten thousand steps <laughs> yeah, in. Man. i guess you could have some kind of competition <laughs> be like hey man i beat final fantasy whatever in ten thousand steps maybe that was their version of speed running in the beginning maybe or that's their high score oh yeah good call i wonder if there's also something of uh like after so many steps, like something unlocks with the the encounters or like something gets harder or easier or this or that, the more steps. Because I mean, uh, I mean, it could be. We'll, we'll get into it later with a, a Final Fantasy nine, but like nine had that, like the enemies progress with the level that you were. So perhaps as the steps increased, your enemies also had some sort of uh, corresponding encounter. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't code it. I don't know. (laughs) You didn't code it? (laughs) Dang, man. (laughs) No. I've been telling people this whole time, like, hey, man, my my friend, my buddy Andrew out here coded (laughs) Final Fantasy. My Aunt Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) 
Auntie Andrew. <laughs> All right. So Final Fantasy V, you went like I know I remember you had just recently got your consoleizer. Mm-hmm. So you had your Game Boy Advance consoleizer and you ended up playing five and beating it in a month, like almost to the day. You you already gave me like these uh these little like tidbits of how you were feeling with certain games. And you said that this one, like, it was your favorite of the 2D sprites, hands down. Yeah. No, I still feel that way. I Everyone goes for six, and five wasn't readily available. Um, obviously, they, like I said before, they went, Final Fantasy three in the United States was six. Uh, Final Fantasy five story, very forgettable story. Uh, I'm not even going to bother saying more about that, but... I'm a sucker for the class system and they brought the class system back in five cause it wasn't in four. Uh, and five, they did a very unique thing. They had upwards of, I think it was over 20 classes, maybe like 22 classes that all did different things. Damn. And you could, uh, learn new techniques, uh, through battling and stuff like that. But then you could always pick two, two, uh, of the unlockables for the different classes, but then you can mix and match different classes. So that was really cool. So like you could have a warrior, but if he maxed out his white mage, he could also do a few white mage spells. And that nice. it was, it was so awesome. I don't know what it was, man, but something about that game was just that class system drew me in. I wanted to max out all the stats so I'm definitely going to go back. I'm going to play the shit out of that one because I didn't go through all the stuff, uh, all the the side quests. Not really side quests, I guess, like optional encounters that you could do. Um, but I remember I did not want that game to end. Like I knew I, I knew I was on a timeline, but I was like, I just this is a game that I want to continue on and on. And I still feel that way. I feel very strongly that out of the first six, five was my my very favorite. Six is second. Uh, obviously, we'll get that next, but I think people should really, really give five a chance. Uh, like I said, you can probably just mash A through the story, man, but that battle system was top notch. And they had some really cool classes you can unlock. Um, I think, I, I honestly, maybe it was just the thing in my brain where it was like, okay, I've got all these things I can 100% complete. Like, I can 100% the warrior, and you had to do it for all four of your characters. So, like, it was yeah, it was really cool seeing, like, oh, man, I got these maxed out for this character. I wish I could get them all. So, definitely want to go back and do that. All right. So, you already brought up Final Fantasy VI, and a couple of your notes here. So, you played this on the SNES, not the SNES. Th- this game was probably the first one that really took you a while. So this one was about a month and a half for you. And your, your notes here, uh, very good game. Uh, wouldn't put it as the top RPG, but totally understand why people love it so much. Great story. So thoughts on Final Fantasy VI? Uh, I think the reason why Final Fantasy VI took me so long was not only the length of the game, it's, it, is a, it is a longer game, especially the way I played it. You can beat the game really quickly uh not even speed running it uh it gives you an option halfway through the game where you can just go fight the vinyl boss if you want to but i was like mm. i'm having a lot of fun with this one i don't want to i don't want to just rush into it but it was also the first 
technically the first home console one I had. So I yeah. would I had it in my bedroom and I could only play it when we were in bed. So uh would just lay in bed and play it. That's why this one took me a very long time. My one nitpick with this, and it's one of the things that people love, but for me it was it's a bit too much. There are a fuckload of characters. A lot. Uh I think it's like playable characters, you yes, mean? Like, like you party? could have like you could have on your team. Yes. Like mm. you can have four people on your team. Uh I think there's twelve to fourteen characters, I believe. Jesus. That you can and they all have their own story. They're all very uh they're pretty much all very well written stories. Like this story is great. Uh it does have some really cool scenes. Uh, the one that everyone talks about for Final Fantasy VI is the opera scene, where they actually have, uh, you go to an opera, and it has this sprite character singing, and it uses the full potential of the SNES to use the 8-bit music to have her sing. Wow. And it, it, nice. is, it is very beautiful, and it's a very nice scene. I just don't know why, I couldn't really pinpoint, if you put, if you put best Final Fantasy or top Super Nintendo game, this game is always on top. And I don't know yeah. if it's because uh, I didn't play it as a kid. I never played any Final Fantasy really much as a kid. Uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that. I don't know if I'm if it was just hype too much for me. I, I can't really put my finger on it. Um it it was a great game. I want to go back. I want to finish it out. But there were definitely some, uh, the, another downside was there's definitely some characters I did not give two fucks about and I never used in my party. They were just bad, uh, in my opinion. Well, when you're given so many to play, you're going to have a couple that are just not as interesting. Yeah. yeah well, it, like I was, I was going to ask, do some of their, like out of, you said 12 to 14 characters, do some of the classes like overlap to like, do you have like two warrior characters or two black mages or white mages or something? Or uh. are they all? A unique class. No, they all kind of do like a unique thing of their own. Okay. Um, gotcha. So something that stands out yeah. for each one. Okay. Now I will say probably the baddest bad guy uh, in all the Final Fantasies, Kefka. Um, he literally poisons an entire town's water supply and they die. And you watch that. Like, he's a bad dude. Like, the other yeah. ones, the other ones, like, I guess if you put it in perspective, he's not that terrible. Because some and some of the bad guys are, like, trying to blow up the fucking world. But it's not so, it's not so personal. Like, you actually see these townsfolk sprites fucking, like, dying. And it's, it's really impressive how well they did it on the Super Nintendo. So, mm-hmm. I, I highly suggest if you guys try any of these one through six... Five would be my top notch for you guys, but if for story six by far is is the one I would highly suggest for the one through six. Nice. Right on. Yeah, like of the older games and older styles, it's always hard to get back into older graphics. So it's hard to it's hard to want to play something that's like 2d pixel or like uh your your 2d art sprites and whatnot whenever you have full on like Final Fantasy VII remake kind of stuff out there, but it's definitely like knowing that you've already put the effort in to give us the heads up in the commentary and like, yeah, I'll definitely want to try 
maybe not two as much because I know how long one took me, but uh, <laughs> maybe four, yeah. five, six. I wouldn't suggest going to two. <laughs> I suggest if you if you enjoy these and you're like, I want a fresh Final Fantasy experience, go back and try two. But if you are new to the series, at least one through six, I wouldn't be like, yeah, go play two. You you wouldn't have a good time. Right on. Now, the next one in line is near and dear to my heart because it's the first one that I ever played whenever my dad and I got a PlayStation years ago, and he would play as well, is Final Fantasy VII. But on the twist of it, this one and the rest of them through the series, you played on different Xbox consoles instead of uh, anything Sony. So you played Final Fantasy VII on the Xbox One, and you beat it within three weeks and two days. <laughs> I uh, I love Final Fantasy VII. I absolutely adore. I I think it has the best music in the entire series. Everything about Final Fantasy VII, I I enjoy. And let me go back by saying the rest of these are on Xbox solely for achievements. If one through <laughs> yeah. six, if one through six were on Xbox and I can get achievements, I would have played them on Xbox. But I chose seven through fifteen uh, on Xbox solely for the achievements. So that's let's get that out of the way. Um, I still own all of these on PS One, so could have played them on PS One if I wanted to. But I was like, nah, I'll get some achievements if I'm gonna play them. I might as well get credit for it. True, true, very true. Um, the Final Fantasy Seven. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Andrew, like you, this was again my first experience with Final Fantasy VII, which I think a lot of people's was like that. Um, it was very huge for the time. It, yeah. Like Final Fantasy one through three in the United States sold decently, but seven came out and it was just a hit. It took off. It was insane. Like I, there's, I couldn't, I can't really place anything like that. Cause it was, it wasn't really bringing a genre to people, but it, it sort of was, I mean, it's, Many people didn't like RPGs, and then all of a sudden this came out. It came out, and it was like, whoa! Uh, obviously, Seven has Aerith dying, which was a big deal, um, especially for us who had never played a Final Fantasy before. The previous Final Fantasies, I think, like uh, two, two did it, uh, f- four did it, and. I I think five did it where they actually kill characters, but um, seven was different. Aerith is gone. Seven made you really connect with Aerith. It really likable, grew with the main character, grew with you in the stories. You got to learn about her past, and then she got ripped from you. Hmm. I, uh, Again, I can't I can't say anything about Final Fantasy VII that hasn't been said before, but the music is what stands out in Final Fantasy VII for me. I I will I will cut my grass listening to Final Fantasy VII music, and I know this because uh, Spotify Rap just came out, and my top five <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy of- VII soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> number I think number three was Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, and I was like, Jeez. all right, fair, fair. I did cut a lot of grass. Um, I love the materia system, the way you could junction to make such crazy combos was insane. The summons were just mind blowing. 
story was phenomenal to me. Uh, the characters, you fucking just fell in love with every single one of the characters. Uh, I don't think there was, I can't really say anything bad about Final Fantasy VII. I just, I love it. I I loved I loved the Rab Tunes thing when <laughs> Aerith dies and they're like, wait, did you guys grab her uh, armor and materia? And then they're like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, that's a that's um, a good that, one, man. That's pretty funny. Now, so. John, you didn't. Uh, Seven was one that you said before that you just you didn't understand the hype, or it was a. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and I've talked about this on the on the show bef- previously. Um, for me, Final Fantasy VII was the third one that I played. Uh, I started with nine and then went backwards. I did nine, eight, and seven. I borrowed all three of them from Andrew. <laughs> um, and I and I think it's literally just starting with a game that had um better graphics, and going back and playing Final Fantasy VII almost five years after initial release just really took me out of it dude like everyone had like popeye blocky forearms yeah dude everyone had square arms and like it i don't know and and that was enough to kind of like for me to take me out of it like um i i also just i don't know the story i i I am also dumb and i i kind of got lost in the story I didn't understand the whole thing with Geneva and how many times you have to face her because it was like you fight Geneva like 38,000 times in this game and it, it, none of it seemed to make sense. I never really understood Sephiroth's motivations. That's just me. And like you guys, I am not I am not someone who is contrarian to, for a contrarian's sake. That's not how I roll. That's not my personality. I'm not saying I dislike this game. I I enjoyed my time with it. I just didn't think that it needed Advent Children and the god awful fuck fest of uh, Dirge of Service. That game sucked <laughs> ass. Um, like, I I I will say I am enjoying what I've played of remake. Final Fantasy VII remake has been absolutely awesome. Good, and that pulled me into the story in a way that the original game didn't. It describes it a lot better in the remake. Like it's it's a way it tells the story so much like more fluently and easier. You can grab it a little better. Yeah, and and I'm kind of one of those weird people that just connected more with the remake. Some people like both. Some people like only the remake or just the original. I don't know. I found more drawn in with the story for remake than I did of the original game. Um, but I I I think I could make like the same argument argument about like Witcher Three. It was a game that I played like five years after release. <laughs> And like when I play Witcher Three just earlier this year, I was like, Jesus, this battle system is so slow and wonky, and there's no u- reason to ever use your heavy attack because it doesn't do any much, it doesn't do any more damage than your light attack, and you never need to use the steel versus the silver swords for the undead or living creatures. There's just no reason to. It's the same amount of damage. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, there's stuff in the game that doesn't make sense that you don't need. And I think that that's part of uh, going back to Final Fantasy VII. That that's, I think it's just a, a timing thing. It's when I played it because I literally went from Final. I finished Final Fantasy VII the next day. I was at GameStop and I bought Final Fantasy X. And you can't get a bigger graphical uh, disparity between games, especially at that time, than Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X. So. Which I think is probably what helped you with the remake is because you were able to get it fresh off the line with current 
graphics that you're already yeah. used to and then able to understand and like play through the story to get a grasp on it. The music and remake is amazing, dude. I love it. The the just the opening sequence or even loading the game and just getting to the like opening menu. I was like, damn man, okay, cool. This sounds awesome. I love the battle tune. Like everything about remake I like. Except for that the first like two hours is just a walking ladder climbing simulator. That's about the only thing I would change. You're just walking to point A from from point A to point B and you're climbing fucking ladders. That's all the first two hours of that game is. That's the only thing I'd change. <laughs> I remember firing that game up, the remake for the first time, and they get that opening splash of like the da da yeah. and the drum roll when it fucking says Final Fantasy Seven and it has that like little sparkle. Man Chills, literal chills. Oh man, it was it was good. So I remember years ago, like whenever seven was still fresh and new, me and your sister Sally would like talk about it, and we would like talk about how far we are and this and that. And this was before you and I were like good friends. You were Kevin, or you were Sally's little brother, and uh, you were very competitive to the point of you told us that you had beaten it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I just got super excited. Like you know, I'm, I'm most of the way through. I think disc two. I fought, or I just started disc three and this and that. And then you're like, oh yeah, I already beat that last week, <laughs> dude. My, my motivation to play it plummeted. Like, well, and then bad, I found bitch. out like a couple years later, you lied. I'm like, god damn it, suck it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Um. All right, moving on to Final Fantasy VIII. This one took you like two weeks to beat Final Fantasy VIII um, on the Xbox One. Your notes here said, worst PS1 game, in my opinion. Triple Triad was fun. Story was weird, and there was a lot of it. <laughs> I remember I remember when we talked about it when you first played through it, you're like, what the fuck are these aliens doing here, man? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you on Triple Triad. For me, in the games in the series that I've played, I think Triple Triad, next to Blitzball, yes, I'm a fan of Blitzball, is is the best, like, in-game game. Minigame. Non-story yeah, progressing minigame. Minigame, yeah. Minigame. There we go. So... This one, uh, this one was a bit of a letdown. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I was really excited to play it. I remember telling you guys, I probably said on the podcast, I was like... I'm really excited to play Final Fantasy VIII. Um, yeah. And then I was playing it, and I was like, this is it's not that good. <laughs> um, yeah. Graphically was much better than Seven, and it came out like a year, year and a half after Seven, and yeah. graphically was so much better. The, the FMV sequences were way ahead of its time for when this game came out. You're the best looking guy here. And then it's just <laughs> it's <a> fucking like, <laughs> it's stupid Some face. blocky stupid face. Yeah. Um, no, Triple Triad, still a lot of fun. I fucking love Triple Triad, except for the random roll. Random roll can suck my butts. Uh, like John was saying, I, I, the story fucking got off the rails real quick. Uh, it started off real serious. And then you go back to the garden and you find out that some weird ass looking aliens are in charge of it and then you find out that you guys all lost your memory because of the aeons you're using i'm sorry not aeons uh what do they call them guardians 
the GFs. Um, you start losing your memory because of that. Then it comes to find out everyone in your party grew up in the same orphanage together, except for one chick. And your teacher was this person who travels in time or something. It's very weird. <laughs> very, very weird. Um, but it wasn't just like, I, like I said, five had a, a god awful story, but I still enjoyed it. Eight did some very interesting ideas that just didn't pan out well, like I thought they would. Uh, mostly talking about the junction system. Yeah. I, th- I think the junction system had interesting ideas. I, I When I first played it, I, I liked it. I was like, oh, that's cool. You can, you can get magic and put it into different stats, and it levels up the stats, and you can put it in stuff, and you might be able to either be completely null and void of certain kinds of damage, or you could actually absorb the damage. But to get the magic, you had to junction it from the enemies, and that was very, very time-consuming. Tedious. Tedious, time-consuming. Yeah. Like, you could only... Like, you would just sit there in battle, and you would draw from the enemy, and then you had to wait your turn, draw from the enemy again. You can only draw, I think, a max of, like, nine, and the max you could have was 100. Hmm. So you're looking at at least 12 times that you have to draw from this one enemy. Um, and you don't have to do that, but that was that was kind of like what the system was for. Because instead of magic points, you had single uses of each magic, and that's what you were drawing from the enemy. So you can draw anywhere from random numbers of 1 to 9 from the enemy of that magic to keep for yourself. And like you said, you can only hold a maximum of a hundred. So you can, you could draw nine or you could draw three next time. And it was like, it, it, it felt like it took so long, especially if you're getting attacked the whole time. Mm-hmm. I remember getting full cures and then having them in my health. And I had like 900 or 9,999, like for my health for the longest time, I could still use some full cures or curagas. And like, I was I was good. Like that's how I went into final battles with that one. That's that's another thing. Is like, all right, Andrew, you have a hundred full cures, and you put it to your HP. Well, if you use one, that means you have ninety nine, which means your max HP goes down. So yeah, the like system nine thousand eight hundred some. Yeah, the the system mm-hmm. in itself made it so you didn't want to use your magic because if you used, say, if you had a lot of magic for your strength. For doing melee attacks, if you use the magic, then your melee attack goes down, and it's yeah. You mentioned that when we when you were still playing through it at the time. This would have been actually when the podcast kind of first started. This would have been in June. So I didn't use. I, I don't think I used any magic at all. Uh, if I did, it was very sparingly. What I did enjoy though immensely was the GFs, the Guardian Forces. Um, they had their own leveling system. They could level up through the battles. You had to junction yeah. them to certain, uh, to, to characters and you can teach them abilities. You can pick which ones you want and yeah. they would learn them. And that was really, that was really neat. Uh, the summonings were really cool to watch. Like that was probably the best part of the game. I mean, like you went from the summonings of final fantasy seven, like Knights of the round. And then you had to make sure like Diablo was still just as good, like it coming into this one and whatnot. And a correction, earlier I was talking about um, the leveling up of enemies to your levels as well. Mm-hmm. I meant eight, not nine. Because that was one thing, like whenever you're in the very beginning, like you get that, what, black lamp 
that you can like rub the lamp to then summon Diablo. But if you were past level nine up to level 10, then Diablo is a whole lot stronger. So you had to like magic. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So you wanted to do it like when you were still kind of like pretty strong before like going from junior high to high school, like you, (laughs) you you didn't want to go to like face the, uh, the varsity team as a JV, you know, you wanted to still try to be as strong as you could at the ranking that you could to then be able to beat these enemies and to draw from them without them killing you. The the FMV sequence when like all the tanks and boats and shit storm the beach is still kind of one of the coolest looking things for the time. Cause that that came out in like when did Final Fantasy VIII come out? Was that 90, 98, 99? Probably ninety eight. I don't know. It, it that scene sticks out to me uh, one of the coolest ones because it it looked phenomenal for its time. February eleventh, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Well, and I guess we better uh, advance to John's intro to Final Fantasies, and we'll go to Final Fantasy nine now, where it took you six weeks, which isn't a bad like it, that's not a bad progression. Like for as long as this game is, dude, no, not at all. <laughs> so it took you six weeks on the Xbox One, and you said that the end boss was a bit of a letdown, but by far the easiest yet. But you're happy to see four bosses leading to the final boss, just like back with Final Fantasy One. Yeah, this had a lot of nodbacks to Final Fantasy One, um, especially yeah. with Vivi, the Black Mage, looking exactly like the Black Mage Final Fantasy One. Yep. The end boss was a letdown. Uh, None of the bosses, I don't think, had a lot of HP, and that's what was disappointing. It's like, I've got these really strong characters, but sometimes, even if you had really strong characters, uh, the game, you know, they would have, like, 5 million HP, where I think this one, I, I don't even think they cracked into the six digits. So it was just, it was over really quickly, and I didn't want it to be over. That and the final boss really didn't make much sense. Um, John, you'll you can agree there, like. Oh yeah, I you know leading up to the last boss. I mean, you fight you fight Kuja, you fight Garland. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other fights were, but I I know when you get to that final boss, it's like you're you're fighting this floating orb god creature that hadn't even been mentioned in the game previously <laughs> and it's like hey i'm the god of this universe i'm here <laughs> as the final boss and i got 2000 hp let's go <laughs> and then you three hit it and it dies yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was very very easy um the one thing i didn't like about this game was the limit breaks i can't remember what they were called Tran- trances yes trances you built them up when you attacked or got attacked, but you couldn't save them. Yes, yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Whenever you got capped out, you could be in a most pathetic random encounter battle. Yeah. Your person would go into their trance mode. And another thing that pissed me off about the trances was they actually changed, like, I've played this game to completion like two or three times. This is the, this when I played this, this was the first time I noticed they actually looked different. I thought they just had like a, a glow to them. But they actually, their outfits change, but it yeah. never gives you a good look at them. The cameras, I mean, you remember the 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 end battle screen where it's like, yeah, it's always from the yeah. side. Yeah. It, it's either from the side or it's doing quick 
camera pants. It's like, I want to see what the fucking look like. Like, you don't have an opportunity to, to actually see how they look. And that, that annoyed me. Uh, very small annoyance. It wasn't like, oh, this game is shit. I can't see what the fuck they look like. But the trances were, that then just being used were pretty annoying. Yeah, it was like, it, it was an autofill. Like, once it filled, it was used no matter what. Like, it was, it was kind of annoying. Uh, yeah, I, I can understand that. But some of the fights in that game are awesome. Like, I love all the battles against the Black Waltzes. Like, the uh, the three powerful mages are pretty cool. Uh, again, I'm, I'm shouting out Rabtoons. Like, Kevin, you turned me on to those guys. I love, like, they make fun of the, the one, like, really awesome-looking FMV sequence where Vivi, like, takes down the Black Waltz with the lightning and everything and the thunder and, like, uh, Zidane's like, Vivi, why don't you do that more often? And he's like, because we blew our whole FMV budget on this sequence. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and now we have to fly to Limblum on in-game graphics and then it actually shows the in-game graphics. <laughs> you fucking I forget. hysterical, man. <laughs> I, uh, I really did enjoy this game. Uh, obviously, it's second place out of the three on the PS1, but it, it it's... It's a good Final Fantasy game. They they went back from the futuristic kind of storytelling to you know yeah, the, to like the castles. And yeah, shit. It, yeah. So it felt you. I felt like it had that fantasy part back into it. Yeah, and I think like to touch on that at least for me, that's what drew me in. Like kind of the castles. I loved. Like I talked about it before. Um, the the relationship between Vivi and Steiner, like. That that relationship is is enough to kind of draw me in, and then you got Zidane and Dagger. Like I love the characters of this game. Uh, Kina probably not so much, but um, like Freya's cool. Um, I, I I think the fantasy aspect of it is really what drew me into this game and why I liked it so much. I also enjoyed the uh, little uh, talents you could equip to your people, your party. Uh, each oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were really neat. You could. Uh, kind of create your own powerful class uh, on the characters and they each one had some similarities but then they would have like their own special one um, so I thought that was I thought, I thought it was really neat uh, I did also hate how there was no point to the triple triad in that game and they kind of mixed it like they changed it a little bit yeah I get it you can't just have triple triad again but when I saw that it was card game I was like oh fuck yeah I got more of this oh yeah and then yeah, they there's literally no point to it like at least in triple triad and final fantasy VIII, you got items for it yeah it's it's percentage based and it, the percentage is never in your favor <laughs> no. it's like hunger games no. like, but reverse <laughs> hunger games it's like may the odds ever be in your favor but it's like no i have this card that's got 95 percent for positive against a card that's five percent negative and i always fucking lose even though i got more fucking arrows and a better attack power <laughs> I have a 95% chance of winning, but I always fucking lose. <laughs> another good, another, another solid title for sure. I can understand what John, why you love it so much. Like, I, not, obviously not the first time I played it, but it was, yeah, for me being the introductory game into the series, it was, uh, I was absolutely blown away. I remember getting to like disc three and I was like, holy shit, man, I'm really in on this game. Um, like, I think I remember texting or calling Andrew at some point, like, dude, I'm really into this game. Like, I may play through it again. And he's like, you should play the net, like the one previous. Like, you might like that one. And that's what started me on the other games. Um, so speaking of the other games, we'll get into what is, I've already said it numerous times so far in the show, what is my favorite? It's Final Fantasy X. This, you actually blew through this game. It's a pretty easy game combat-wise, but 
Final Fantasy X took me about three weeks. So, um, your thoughts on this were uh, side quests kind of lackluster. I get that. Great music, great environment, and an easy final boss, which I do have to agree with. Like, um, but when you're saying the final boss, are you talking about Ject in the in the final form or the Yevon, like where you're fighting your Aeons? Sort of both. Um, Ject, Ject. I mean, the game is not that hard uh i i wasn't grinding um but the jack fight was easy and then the you yeah. fight interesting uh but also just easy because you know what the aeons can do so you kind of know how to battle against them already there's no there's no like oh man what is what does this one do it's it's like no i've had this for the entire game i know exactly what it does and i know how to counter it um love blitzball love it uh, yeah, man. The only my only gripe is about it, and it's probably just because I played it so much. Is it's really easy. <laughs> um, yeah, you once once you understand how to cheese Blitzball, you can win. Every, you can. I've I've beaten the first match countless times. Uh, it's super freaking easy, especially when you well, get like. So the way that I always cheesed it in in game is wait until you get the sphere shot go up one nothing and then you literally just pass the ball back to your to your goalie whose name is keeper <laughs> and then you just keep swimming around your goal for until time runs out that's the way you cheese that game at least how i have the way i did it was <laughs> i didn't know I, I one nothing was not good enough i would score like 11 points because <laughs> i wanted titus to go up uh in levels but no um easiest way to do it is you get the person with the ball who's not going to shoot and you go all the way down the bottom and you go traveling on the bottom. And then there, uh, two people on the bottom side will start chasing after you. So you just yeah. loop back. Meanwhile, your scorer is still moving forward. So then you just go far enough, pass the ball, and they got a wide open shot at the goal. <laughs> like it's, nice. it's stupid easy. Um, but like I said, the side quests, uh, they were just meh. Uh, there wasn't much to speak about. You had the monster uh, hunting, which cool in theory, but annoying in reality, especially Takes against forever, <laughs> especially the rare enemies. Like I'm so tired of seeing this little lizard that I've already killed 500 times. And I've only seen the, the creature called death once. And I've been doing this for two hours. Uh, so that's, that's really freaking annoying. But bosses that it creates is really really interesting um but then again you got the the lightning dodges uh john's john's favorite game the chocobo uh dodgeball game (sighs) i never could get zero zero man and i love when you when you did it you're like guess what john this is what it looks like on your third (laughs) try and i was like this (laughs) look man i'm a superior gamer i just need to flaunt it okay hey and i've said i've said as such i have said andrew your your thoughts on final fantasy 10 any any uh quips or comments i enjoyed it i liked how like the different aspects of you know with the summoning as well as with uh titus and the blitz ball um waka's character itself was like oh yeah you know you know my buddy that i used to play soccer with yeah he's gonna help me fight demons (laughs) (laughs) and and like it it i enjoyed the story it was a little different um and finding out like 
the different hidden aspects of it all. It kind of gave me back like some Final Fantasy seven ish vibes. Um, but overall, I did I did enjoy it, and it was definitely one that like yes, it was fun to play. I probably would play it again. I don't get the hype of it being remade, remastered as many times as it did, but. I mean, they probably saw the money marketing opportunity for it, so you know why not? But Blitzball was enjoyable. I did, I did like Blitzball. Sphere Grid, Sphere Grid was fucking. Dude, I was about to say Sphere Grid. You can't, you can't mention, cool. you can't mention Final Fantasy Ten without talking about that Sphere Grid. That Sphere Grid was fucking awesome. When, when you can actually add like everybody can have like Riku's um, steel, which is what I did with Kamari, right? <laughs> So, Kev, when you played through the game, did you play through Standard or Expert Spear Grid? I did Standard because I wanted to play the yeah. game the way the creators wanted to. So the difference, the only difference yeah. is uh, there's there's a little bit less in the there, Expert. There's less nodes in Expert. But you start out pretty much in the middle of the Sphere Grid and you can go any way yeah. you want. I was like, I, I want to play the game the way the creators want it. I want, you know, Titus to be the... Main, uh, main attacker until Oren comes, then he's the heavy hitter. Uh, yeah. I wanted Lulu to be the black mage, Yuna to be the white mage, Riku to be the thief. I want I wanted to play it that way. Um, and eventually I got off the rails where, because you don't even have to grind that much, and near the end of the game you're already breaking into other people's sphere grids. Right, yeah. That's one thing I have never done is complete that sphere grid, because that is a commitment and a half. That is a very long grind to complete that sphere grid. Um, but it was a very, it was a very cool thing to bring to the table. That's fear good. Cause you get the customizing option that goes with the grinding of your levels, grinding of your characters and okay, well you can decide whether or not I want to add a little bit of extra strength to their attacks or hit points, or, you know, they could learn a new skill or blah, blah, blah. It's almost like you get to see the consequences of your actions as to whether or not, okay, well. I boosted his attack really good, but I mean, he's not quick enough to attack before the enemy does. So I have to adjust with that. And I thought it was a fun aspect that really made it like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. So Kev, I know you said that Final Fantasy seven is your favorite soundtrack, but come on, man. And, and into Xanarkin man is a damn good song. 10 is good. 10 is good. (laughs) But as a whole, Seven yeah. takes the cake. I mean, you said yourself the remake, the uh, the Seven's remake is. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I don't know. They just, they said, you know what? Here's a PS One. It can do all this fancy shit. And he's like, all right, got it. And then his hands just went on fire, and he started writing the most hardcore, badass sheet music you've ever fucking seen in your entire life. Like it's insane how hard he went on Final Fantasy Seven. We were on ten. Ten has some great music. Probably second best for me, but Seven definitely. Still number one in music. Uh, there's one other thing I want to say about the Spear Grid, though. And I said about, I talked about this when we did it on the podcast uh, when I was playing it. Uh, it's very minute nitpick. Um, the thing that annoyed me about the Sphere Grid was when you did the battle, almost every time you battled something, you would get a Sphere Grid point because it was such a small level. Right. Yeah. That irritated me because I was like, well, now I have to open up the menu and go to the sphere grid for da 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 and fucking do sphere grid for the three characters who did the battle. But wait, I swapped out. So, of course, Waka's over here. He's got a, he gets his sphere grid point. And then I would go do another battle and do it all over again. And I didn't have to. That was just, that's my OCD is like, yeah. okay, I got yeah, a sphere same grid here. point. I got to do it. 
I wish they would upgrade it by extending the amount of point, the amount of experience points you needed to level up that sphere grid points. But then it gave you like five of them, something like that. You know, so sure. instead of oh, you need a thousand experience to get one AP point, how about you need five thousand experience points and you get five in a bundle? Like here you go. That way you're not opening the menu every every battle to move your sphere grid one point. And then sometimes it didn't even go anywhere. It just it was like an empty node. And you right. couldn't select anything. Yeah. That that was my only nitpick about the sphere grid. Well, because, I mean, sometimes it felt like you were putting more time into the sphere grid that you just earned points for than the battle that you just completed to earn the sphere grid points. You could ease. I remember getting to 9,999 damage really quickly. And I will say there was only one boss battle that was difficult, and I feel like it's everyone's most difficult boss battle. It's when you fight... Um, John, what's the bad guy's name? When you fight him Seymour. on... Seymour... On Mount Gog is that, but the poison. Every yep. every time I play that game, it does not matter. Seymour <laughs> Nexus, I think, is what it is. It doesn't matter how many times I've played through this game. I always die there. I, it doesn't matter how much I grind. It is a very tough fight at that point. It's, it's because of the poison, dude. Poison was, like, really overused. Like, it's very strong in that game. Like, it's, it's an effect that you have to pause and go oh shit i need antidotes or i need yuna to cast asuna or something like i need to take care of poison they made it a and he did the zombie as well which fucking was zombie yeah where he would do the full cure after the zombie it was it's yeah. very very tough fight it's, it's a dick move man. it's and it's so it's so it caught it catches off guard because the game's so easy until that point and then it's like oh well uh you're yeah. not paying attention and then he just backhands you like it's insane <laughs> I think that that's something to the game's credit, though, is that every time you face Seymour or when you're fighting a different, like, when you fight, like, Unaleska and things like that, like, each boss fight has a different, like, mechanic or gimmick to it. Like, the Chocobo Eater has, like, two different things. Like, you either fall down the canyon or you knock it into the canyon or whatever. Like, I love how each fight has a different, like, goal or objective. I I thought that that was pretty innovative. I really enjoy that. No, I agree. I think they did a really good job on 10. 10... 10 is probably my second favorite of this entire list, with 7 being the most favorite, honestly. Nice. All right, so we're actually going to get into, like, sequels of games for once. And, I mean, you you really enjoyed 10, but then now it's the first time that it actually came out with, like, hey, here's a story sequel. Here's 10-2. Like, it, it only took you 15 days. And I played 10-2. <laughs> And I get it. I mean, tend to you even mentioned, you know, as cheesy as this game was, the final boss was pretty neat. And yes, it was a cheesy game. I liked the class systems. I thought it was definitely a little more of a childish kind of story. It kind of gave me like a little bit of Kingdom Hearts vibes. What do you think? What were your thoughts about it? I was really hyped going into this. Uh, I played it for like 30 minutes as a kid. But I was really interested in playing it again because of the class system. I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for the class system. Uh, but I found out that the class system isn't... I really didn't use it that much because there's a lot of cutscenes and waiting time. Which you can get rid of the cutscenes if you want, but I didn't realize that until halfway through the game. When I was playing it, I was like, oh man, I'm going to max out these class grids, I guess is what you call them. And then I realized that like, I'm pretty much using the same class over and over again. I'm, I might have switched every once every once in a while, but it wasn't it wasn't as huge as I, I thought it was going to be. 
No, because as long as you have somebody attacking, somebody healing, you can have fun with, like, okay, doing a little magic here. It doesn't matter if you're trying to make somebody a berserker or a thief or doing, like, this, that, that extra, and that extra. Um, I enjoyed how every time they changed the class, their attire changed to match that class. I thought I thought the outfit changes were really neat. Uh, it definitely gave off, like, uh, Charlie's Angels vibes yeah the, the three, three chicks well, yeah you know with her pistols <laughs> like my god it's it, it was so weird the first time throwing in that game and knowing that you was your white mage and healer from the first game and now she's just rocking these awesome pistols and it's like she looks like uh dante from devil may cry <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh my god man. you're gonna take my love from me yeah i'm gonna be a hard badass now yeah i the story was felt like a second thought. Like it didn't seem like that was their first and foremost. And like an hour into the game, you have the opportunity to skip about a third of the game, depending on where you go in the airship. <laughs> it's like Jesus, you can really knock out a third of the game by just going to the wrong destination. <laughs> Speaking of airship, and I forgot to mention this in ten, this is where the game start losing what I love most about Final Fantasy, and that was the open world aspect. Open, yeah, open world travel, sure. Like, Final Fantasy X, you could, you could travel back and forth, and you didn't even need the airship. It would just take a very long time, but the airship was literally just like, you select where you would go, and then the cowboy would go, yee-haw, here we go, and then you would fucking yeah. go there. <laughs> um, you can't even do that in ten two. Like, you literally can only go to the different places by going back to the airship and talking to the very annoying brother whose name is brother, uh, who's very, very fucking weird and cringy as fuck. Like I was like watching really good at blitz ball for some reason, some reason, uh, that, that I, I don't enjoy that. And that's kind of a trending theme as these games continue as they lost that part. And I feel like it's a, it's a thing they should have brought back, which they eventually do, uh, with 15, and I thought that was a very good call. Uh, I do remember the final boss, which is, I think his name is Shuyin. It's who the yeah, person looks, looks like Titus. Looks like <laughs> Titus, who you've been trying to find this whole time. Uh, he's trying to, I think he was like trying to get his love back or something. But he had a very, it was a very, very interesting boss fight. It was very, it was difficult. He did a lot of damage. He had all sorts of attacks. He had all of Titus's. Limit breaks from yeah he had blitzball ace and yeah, all of those yeah, slice the, and dice energy rank yeah. yeah, like and I remember like frantically trying to get my characters back up and healed before he did the next devastating fucking blitz ace. I thought that was really neat. Other than that though, the game I'll go back because I didn't get all the achievements. I don't think I'll go back for that. Would I go back just to play it? Mm, probably not. Uh, Dress spheres were cool, but like I said, there was really no drive to 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 do it. And the garment grids really didn't add much. Uh, at least for me, I'm sure you can break the game with them, but for me, I was like, meh. Uh, and then, of course, I talked about the fucking monster capturing thing, which I cannot talk about because I have no idea what the fuck they were trying to explain. Yeah, I, I'll go back eventually, maybe, and and read up on it and go oh okay that makes sense they could explain this this way in two minutes but they did it in 10 minutes and it felt like a lecture 
Did, did, did you like the addition of Payne, even though she basically is the exact same character as Lulu from, from 10? No. Like, in, in demeanor and how she interacts with, with Yuna and Riku, it's like, you're fucking Lulu. You're I think it's because she was just another uh, hardcore big titty goth chick. No, I, I read, it made sense why they didn't bring Lulu in, and I think it was a good call not bringing Lulu in. But to replace her with the same exact character was pretty fucking stupid, and she's like so mysterious that I don't even I don't even remember them explaining her, like I don't remember them explaining pain. Um, don't get me wrong, lost some goth titties, but I thought she was a very annoying character. She was always depressed as shit and just I don't care, the kind of attitude. But the reason why they didn't have Lulu in Ten Two was because this was a story about. Uh, Yuna going off on her own and in Final Fantasy X Lulu was kind of like her big sister so they wanted they didn't feel like Yuna could go out on her own if her big sister who was there protecting her little time was there so that's why they chose not to do uh, Lulu in ten two. And and it makes sense because it, it spoiler alert at the end if you get the perfect ending of Final Fantasy X two, Lula's there with Waka and they made a little baby yeah they talk about that uh she's actually pregnant in 10 too and you get to go visit him uh you don't see too much of walk he's acting weird because he's talking about his dead brother who by the way looks nothing like titus yeah i was like what yeah you kind of look like my brother and it's like no no not 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 all (laughs) not at all maybe you got hit by sin (laughs) yeah sin stocks sin (laughs) (laughs) so okay we are going to transition now. I have been waiting for this fucking moment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're getting into Final Fantasy twelve and what is probably the worst game in this series. Kevin, I need to know what your fucking thoughts are on this game. <laughs> now, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm sorry if you enjoy Final Fantasy twelve. Your, yeah. your parents probably didn't love you. That's probably what it was. Mm. Mm. Final Fantasy twelve, <laughs> uh, and... Before we jump into twelve, you guys are like, what about Final Fantasy eleven? Uh, we're gonna we're not doing. I'm not doing eleven or fourteen. Those are MMOs. Yeah, the MMOs, the online. I I have no interest in playing either one of them. Uh, so we're not we're not doing those. I'm doing the main series single player games. That's why we're going from ten two to to twelve. Um, there's also gonna be no fourteen. So when we go to thirteen three to fifteen, that's the explanation. Final Fantasy twelve. Wanted to like this game. I was very hyped to play this game. I remember editing the podcast, listening to it uh, while I was editing it, and hearing myself talk about how hyped I had been to play 12, (laughs) knowing that while I'm editing it, I'm in the process of playing 12, going, God, why is this not over? I hated it. I hate the characters. I hate the story. Uh, I hate the combat. I hate the leveling system. There, this is by far my most hated Final Fantasy game out of all the ones I fucking played. I don't know how people enjoy this game. Uh, I remember I would have the uh, God, what's the system they have? The Gambit system. The Gambit system. Yeah, I remember having the Gambit system set up. And I didn't even go in depth because you can have like 15 different Gambit fucking yeah. ideas. I went to like two 
because I hated going to the shops and buying the things and having like, well, if it's if their HP is at 80%, then they heal. And it's at 70%, they use this heal. I was like, fuck it. If they're, if they're dead, revive them. If not, attack. I would be on my couch watching YouTube while I had one handling controller just running forward because I had the automatic gambit set up where they would attack. And they would just sit there and attack everything. And that was it. And I was like, this is the dumbest. Like, I get it. You got to get out of the fucking ATB battle system. You've done it for 12 games already. Yeah. This was not it. This was this was their way to do an MMO without the online. All right. It was. Yeah. The main character wasn't the main character. Uh, There was no main character. They kept throwing out just these made-up fucking names, which I have no problem with, but they threw them out, and you wouldn't have any idea who the fuck they were talking about. All the enemies had, uh, the bad guys had masks on until, like, halfway through the game when they finally took it off, and you're like, I don't know who the fuck you are, man. <laughs> like, who are you? Why am I fighting you? All, all, yeah. All the judges, uh, judges, I believe they called them, yeah. had masks. Did, did you like the, the twist with the... What was his name? Gabranth was actually the one that killed the guy at the beginning. And you're like, fuck, I had forgot about that. Like, that's what I thought. I remember my my time playing through this game was like, what the hell? It was his twin brother. I was like, yeah, come on, man. Like, what are you guys doing here? And you never played 12, right? I played an hour into it. I, like you said, they gave a whole bunch of names that were made up that I couldn't follow right away. There was no real main character for me to uh, yeah. be invested in or to like follow their story on. And then when it started to like, oh, here's some side quests you could do around the main city. But then you can start going out and exploring outside the city and doing the 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 live action uh, fighting. And it was just like it, it, it didn't it didn't grab me. God. And then fucking the whole game. You're with a sky pirate, and this motherfucker. And you have a you have access to an airship. You have access to an airship, and you access it by going to a front desk, saying, "Please take me here." And they go, "Okay, would you like to sleep during it, or would you like to ride?" And it's like, "Okay, let's see what the ride's all about." And you just go in there, and you're on an airship, and you just talk to fucking people that are on the airship, and it's like, "Well, I'll just fucking sleep next time." And I hated, I hated the art. I, I'll be honest. I hate the fucking art style. I, I did. Yeah. I was going to say the art style sucks. Everyone's got the same face. Everyone's got the same eyes. Holy fuck. And they look like, uh, they look like anime characters. They look like little Susie from, uh, the 2006 Grinch with the, with the fucking nose that like peels up at the end. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. time, uh, who is the main Sky Pirate guy, what was his name? Uh, Balthier? Balthier. Yeah. Balthier, Every time I yeah. looked at his nose, I was like, you're fucking Susie from Grinch. Yeah, that, that's you. <laughs> and that's how they all yeah. looked. And, I was... and then the like Playboy Bunny characters, Fran and, and all of her race were just kind of weird. Like the just the art style was so weird. I never liked it. Everything was so matted and pastel. Like it just it was weird. It was so weird. And then the the system where you could get chains of killing enemies if you killed the same enemy and you killed them a lot, they Took would forever. They would drop yeah. an item. And then the like the there was I never got one. All right, but I was reading into it, and 
in order for some of the rarest weapons, you had to be in yeah, there. You need to kill like a hundred straight of of some. Like the the Marlboro ones, you had to kill like eighty five Marlboro to get like some stupid like awesome potion. And it's like, well, fuck, dude. Like this area's only got four. <laughs> and then it wouldn't even be a guarantee that the enemy would drop the item. It was like ridiculous yeah. odds, like one percent odds of them dropping the item. And I was like, this is get the fuck away from me. I. <laughs> the only redeeming quality of this game was the the bunny and i was like well you're nice to look at you're in my party <laughs> come with me yeah <laughs> uh i have no idea what uh the main character's girl friend panello why yeah. was she there she, no idea she added nothing she was worthless the whole story is based about like uh government takeovers and it it was just such a snooze fest. I I wanted that game to be over so fucking bad. Uh, I did not care. The final boss pissed me off. I remember texting Andrew because the final boss you have a little boss before the final boss who has three different phases, and I remember dying over and over again. And I was like, bro, I can't, I can't go grind. <laughs> I've already maxed out my license points. I don't even know what the fuck I'd be grinding for, man. Like. I'm not going to try and get one of these rare-ass weapons. I was like, I don't know what to do. I just want this game to be fucking over. He kept saying, like, I think I'm in the last area. I think this is the final boss. And then you, like, went yeah. through the three forms. And he's like, nope, this is the final boss. Like, <laughs> the map areas are so freaking big. They're huge. Too. That stupid mm. tower you went to. Uh, yeah. Jesus, man. I Fight the guy with the pink shorts. Yeah. I I will not. Let me take this back. I'm going to go back and play Final Fantasy XII and try. I'm going to try and give it its fair second shot. Uh, because people people say great things about this game, and I did not see it. Now, do you think it's because you were trying to do your Final Fantasy run and trying to like you know complete it within a certain amount of time so you felt rushed? Or do you think that you just... you The aspects of what you had that you could have been potentially burned out from the last 10... Like eleven games, like you're you're just like, all right, it's finally catching up to me, and I can't get into this one. If I hadn't played, like if you had asked me as soon as I got done twelve, I'd have said maybe. Uh, my only hiccup with that is even in ten two, it wasn't the greatest game, but I was like, I I kind of want to play this a little bit more. There, there's something to hang your hat yeah. on. There's something to like, oh, okay, cool. The dress spheres or, or whatever. Where yeah. In 12, it was just like, I, I think I was like five or 10 hours in. I was like, I don't like this game. And then I got to 13 and I enjoyed 13. And I was like, well, obviously I'm not burnt out on Final Fantasy 15 or on Final Fantasy. I'm just burnt out on shit games. Uh, right. Yeah. But I will go back any long time and try it and I'm going to give it its fair shake. I just don't think I would change my opinion about this being the worst Final Fantasy. All right, now enough with the 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 the, the crappy games. We're we're gonna get to the more modern, the back to more sequelish titles. Kevin, you went through Final Fantasy thirteen. What? How, how was that like in comparison? Like, what, did it bring you out? from the like the open world the open battle scenario did it bring you back to like the the i'm running through a hallway i'm battling through a uh uh an encounter that then puts me into a battle 
Well, I'll 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 preface it by saying this and saying this is known as the hallway simulator Final Fantasy, and they are correct. Um, but also, coming off of twelve, I was texting the guys and I was like, "Man, Final Fantasy twelve took the life out of me." And we were discussing. We we're like, "Well, do you think it's are you Final Fantasy burnt out? Are you?" Um, you're just tired of RPGs for right now. You've just been playing it too much. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm going to give 13 a try. And it, I had fun. I had fun at 13. Is that saying it's, it's not an RPG? <laughs> Are we saying it's not a Final Fantasy game? I don't know. I know that I thoroughly enjoyed my time playing Final Fantasy 13. And it brought me out of the slump that, that 12 put me in. Well, I mean, I can kind of tell because you actually, I mean, again, you started playing this on the Xbox 360 where the other ones were on the Xbox One, but it only took you two weeks and two days. I think that was more like a, I, I, I felt the, the end looming. I was like, all right, man, I got to I gotta go through this. And I, I had also beaten Final Fantasy XIII before. I, this one introduced, uh, it didn't introduce, it, it, it kind of had the same characteristics of twelve, where the enemies were in the open and it was no longer random battles. You could sneak up on the enemies and get um, pre-attack. Preemptive strike. Their, yeah, 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 preemptive strike. Thank you. Where their gauge would be up. Because in this one, this, that's that's what this one introduced was the little gauge. Yeah, the that, stagger meter is what they call it. Yeah. The stagger. And it was, it was really interesting, the stagger meter. Um so this one had the classes. Each one, each character could have the six different classes, but mainly they had one they were really good at, two that they could hold their own on, and then three that were just kind of there. They weren't really good at it. They just they can put points into it, but it wasn't the greatest. Um, so you can change, and then middle of battle you can actually change what your character's classes were doing. So the magic classes were known as the Ravengers, and the Ravengers were really good at increasing the stagger meter, while the Commandos were really good at doing the attacks and doing a shitload of damage. So that was really interesting, forcing you to swap characters in and out. Well, not characters, but classes in and out. Now, if you were able to swatch out, switch out of like Ravager classes, are there different like uh, elemental classes, or is it still all like you know basically your Ravager is your Black Mage, and they know all the elemental types? No, it was it was the Ravager was the Black Mage. They had all the offensive magic. You had a Medic class who had obviously the healing abilities. Um, yeah, there was your Synergist was like your Time Mage because it was all it was kind of the Defend, it was a time mage slash your white mage like protective spells. You could cast protect. You could protect. Uh, cast shell, life. Um, you know, kind of. But also they had the uh the ability to cast haste. Um, and then the saboteur was like your black mage negative status effects. You could cast you know doom and you know things like that once you get to slow. It. So, yeah, yeah, slow and um. Kev, help me out. What's the one where like you 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 cast the uh, they they take more physical damage or more magical damage? Like oh, um, 
in this one they just called it D shell. Yeah, D shell and D protect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but no, that was that was a really cool aspect, and also the battle system. They didn't have the ATB bar. It was a little different. Uh, you only controlled your one main character, kind of like Final Fantasy XII did, except each one of your moves took up one to five blocks and you had one to five spaces in your little ATB bar. So when you started out the attack, it would slowly gain the ATB bar. But if you just did like a normal attack, it only took one, like one little block. So you could actually stop the ATB bar and just tell them, okay, their stagger is about to be about to run out. I got to try and get as many hits as I can. Yeah. Uh, so that was really interesting. And the stagger had percentage, so every enemy had a certain stagger point. And once it hit that point, they got massive amounts of damage against them. So you were switching in between doing the Ravenger with a magic track to try and get their stagger up. But then that had a drawback because if you did too many stagger points at the same time, the stagger meter would quickly diminish. But if you attacked them as a commando, then it would... It would still decrease, but at a very much slower rate. So you at least had to have one commando on your team yeah. to try and slow it down. And if you got to slow it down enough, and you're, you're at like 5% left to get into that stagger, then you switch to all commandos, you start hitting them with a the magic, and then you can boost up their percentage. So the whole time you're you're looking in the corner at the stagger meter trying to figure out what's the best way to go about this. It's, it was It felt like you had to really plan out the the boss battles eventually the the regular battles got pretty mundane but Mm -hmm. uh the the boss battles were definitely definitely something you had to think about and i died quite a few times in some of these uh some of these encounters which is something that doesn't happen too often in final fantasy and that's one thing i wish they would do more is because it felt like a challenge yeah like each each battle kind of is like a puzzle it's it's no so the switching of classes is called the paradigm shift um and it's it's such a cool implementation of the classes. I really enjoy it. I'm actually going back through this game as we speak, not as we're recording this, but um, I downloaded it on the laptop. Um, I think I mentioned that earlier in the show that I was playing it. But um, man, there's 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 a charm to this game. I I really do enjoy it, and I I think I love the futuristic like look and feel of it. It's bright and vibrant colors even in like the technological advanced like cities and things that you're in like i don't know i i get that people really didn't particularly like the story or the you know the hallway feel but i don't know this game's got charm just oozing out of it the soundtrack's amazing i love the battle theme the the battle system we've been talking about it for the last five minutes now is absolutely incredible i love it like those two things the the music actually three the the scenery the music and the battle system are enough to keep me engaged in this game until the end and i'm playing it again for the first time since the game came out in 2009 so (laughs) i think they realized that after trying to go uh, a new route separate route uh, with 12 with more uh dull colors but like you know more natural colors um in 12 with the adjusting the battle uh the battle system and everything like that they just went back to let's just do what we already know that we can do and let's let's give the people what they want it's a it's a very good looking game like that's that you hit it on the head andrew like going from 12 to 13 the color difference yeah well it it stood out so well 
it just popped in your face in 13 where 12 it was like here's desert here's gray stones here it was it was so boring to look at where 13 it was bam bam colors and you're like holy shit did i is this wandavision did i just get to episode three (laughs) like holy shit spoilers (laughs) (laughs) you were gonna mention something about the charm of this game I was, uh, it wasn't really a charm per se. It was more like, we've been boasting about this game. It's not a, it's not a perfect game, obviously. And no, one thing not at all. that stood out in the very beginning was snow. Snow is the falling. The, I'm a hero. <laughs> yeah. He goes through and he literally calls himself the hero of like, that's one of his lines. He's like, that's not what heroes do like me or something like that. It's like, bro, come on, man. You can't be going around saying that. And there's some very cringy moments just with all the characters. Um, but I don't know. I enjoyed the characters. I thought the voice acting was really well done. John, you already, John, Top you already said the music was great. Yeah. Like, I feel like people need to give this one another chance. Is it your typical Final Fantasy? No. no. Um, is there an open world? Not really. I mean, it, it takes... Um, 25 hours to get what's known as the open world and it's kind of like calm was in final fantasy 10 yeah where it's just this vast open plot of land yeah the calm and that's yeah that's that's really it um they do have these seeth stones that uh they're missions and there's like 53 of them and some of them are super super tough so that's that's something to do after you beat the game yeah because you can actually beat the game and go back and do all this stuff uh, and that, that, that back to the sea stones, that's one thing that they, they didn't think too much on. It's kind of like when you, when you come up with something and you don't have a perfect name for it. So you're like, okay, we'll call it this for now. Like, uh, the GameCube was called the dolphin, I believe when it was first getting implemented. It's kind of like that. The bad guys and the good guys are called the Lassie and the Falsy. You thought 12 was hard enough to keep track of. Try remembering that the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough on 13. This this game did spawn two additional sequels. Uh, the first one was Final Fantasy 13 2. Kev, what what are your uh, your thoughts on this game? Well, I will say this is the last one we probably will cover because as of this recording, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so most likely this being the last one of the year, what's going to happen is I'm going to I'm going to crush them before January. And then we'll talk about it on the first episode of January. So give us a little bit of reprieve. We've been pumping out some episodes for y'all, and I hope you've enjoyed them. But next month, we'll wrap it up in the beginning, and then we'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about next year. Yeah. Going going on to 13.2, though. I played this one. <laughs> intro cutscene <laughs> is amazing. Uh, you're playing as Lightning and Valhalla, and there is the bad guy... Caius Ballad. The bad guy's name is Caius Ballad. And it's an intense fight where you're riding on Odin. He's got one of his summons and it's it's almost cinematic where it's you can still do the battle scene, but Lightning's riding on Odin. He's throwing shit at you and it's trying to teach you the mechanics of the game. Really cruel intro. I was like, okay, you got me, game. And then you go to her sister, uh, who you play as the entire game, uh, Sarah from 
Final Fantasy 13, who Lightning was trying to save the entire time. Yeah. And it falls apart from there. There are a lot of things that I don't enjoy about this game that I felt like they took away from Final Fantasy 13. Sarah's not so bad, but the guy who she's with, <laughs> Noel, <laughs> he is straight out of Kingdom Hearts, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I feel like this game was meant to be Kingdom Hearts. Even looks like the guy from Kingdom Hearts. Yes. <laughs> like, like he's got the outfit, the it. sword, everything. <laughs> His outfit pisses me off. He has this shirt that's been painted on. Well, first, I'm sorry. They sanded his skin, then painted it on. Uh, and then his pants are size 46, and he's a very stick figure person. So he has a belt tied around his pants, and the, the pants is kind of like bloom past his waist. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And he just acts, looks, talks like a Kingdom Hearts character. Like, this was supposed to be... he. This game was initially supposed to be... And this is just me making a joke... Like Kingdom Hearts 3.7832 underscore slash days, however the fuck they name their games in Kingdom Hearts. We could probably have an whole episode about that. It he I hate him so much. Every time he's on the screen, and it's all the time because he's part of the game, it's terrible. He's not a he's not a bad character, but it just takes me out of this this particular game. Um one thing I really do hate about this is the battle, the overworld battle system. It has the same mechanics as 13 with the stagger, and it has enemies in the overworld, except they will randomly spawn when you're walking, and then you have an X amount of time to attack them to get a preemptive, or they will attack you. Why go back to this random encounter bullshit? When you already had the perfect system, there's sometimes there's no way of navigating past the enemies because they spawn right in your face and you just walk into it and you're like, oh, here's another, here's another fight. I, that, I, that, I really, I really hate that a lot. Yeah. I, I did like the, um, kind of the, the ability, uh, I think we talked about it. I, I can't remember on the last episode. Um, when you first said that you were starting this game, like the ability to defeat a monster and then it be a part of your party. Because for this entire game, you're playing as Sarah, you also have Noel, and then as you defeat monsters, they then become part of your party, and you always have a three-team party, but it's you can upgrade the monsters and stuff as you go. So what, what were your thoughts on having the monster third-party person? <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty cool, but... As I've said in previous podcasts, it kind of fell into the same thing where I was afraid to use the items that I had because you have so many monsters to pick from. There's pretty much any enemy, common enemy that you go against, you can unlock them as uh, a teammate and you level them up, but you have to use items to level them up. They don't gain experience through battle. You have to use all these items and they're very hard to find. You don't earn a lot of money. So you can't really go out and buy a lot of them. So I was sitting there like, felt like I was nerfing myself where I would have a level five flan. And meanwhile, me and uh, Kingdom Hearts boy over here are like level 60 on something. I am glad that they got rid of the Crystarium like they did on Final Fantasy 13. They still have a Crystarium, but in Final Fantasy 13, this is something I meant to mention was you gain 
points every time you battle and then you have to hold the A button to level up and it's the most annoying sound in a and that you've ever heard trying to level this up because you have to hold A and it's like and then it flashes and you and then you get whatever you connect it to which is like HP plus 60 or something but say the three characters you haven't been using have 400,000 CP which is the the combat points um you can hold down a and my wife was yelling at me like will you please shut this tv off if i have to hear this fuck because it would because you can hold it and it would go faster like when you first started out it'd go very slowly and then it would go then all of a sudden you hear weeping weeping and it just goes like that for like 30 levels but in this one they have you just hit a and it goes to the next one and then after you fill up one level, you get a, some kind of bonus. It's not it's not as good as I felt 13 was. They definitely got rid of the, the annoying sound effects and stuff like that. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't feel as good leveling up because you don't really see what you're getting. Like you level up to one dot and it's like, okay, you got 12 HP, and it just flashes real quick, 12 HP to attack. Where in 13, you could see what you were getting it was like hp plus 60 where this one is just kind of like it felt like rng at, at, at some times um story for this one is a whole bunch of time travel which is interesting but not interesting enough to keep my attention it, it's weird though because like you you experience 13 and compared comparing 13 2 to 13 you're not enjoying 13 2 as much but I didn't play 13. I did play 13 too, and I beat it and I enjoyed it. Like, yes, the colors are vibrant. The battle system was different. And like, as John starts talking about the terminology of the paradigm shifts and everything like that, I'm like, I remember this now. I remember that now. And like, it, it was like, to me, it was enjoyable and a little bit of fun and goofy. And like, it was short, but being a sequel, I mean, it's not going to be a full on, like, you know, full, full story or full game. But I, I, I know I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, for me, I never went back and finished it. I started this game right before um, we purchased our first house. And we were staying in a three-story um, uh, townhouse at the time that we were house-setting for. And Andrew and his lovely wife, Emily, were actually coming to help us on just about every weekend doing painting and kitchen cabinets and stuff. So for like two months, I wasn't actually playing games and I had started this game right before we purchased our first house, so I never did go back and play this game. Uh, but now that it's on Game Pass and I'm playing through 13 currently, I my plan is to finish 13 and then hop into this game and and start anew. So we'll see. I'm excited to get back into it. I guarantee if you take long enough, 13.3 is going to pop up there because the way they're probably doing it, like pretty much every Final Fantasy was on Game Pass at one point, though the seven upwards. I was going to um, say, who's going to get to it and beat it first? The 13-3. <laughs> you were John. Me. <laughs> Def- definitely. Definitely Kevin. <laughs> He's still on 13. What a yeah. loser. Um, the one thing I I definitely did not like about 13-2 was the way you travel. And obviously this goes back in time. Yeah. Uh, back and forth in time. But you had to... There was zero overworld. Zero. You had to pick where you wanted to go and what time. And it was just like a, a menu. And I, I felt really taken out when that happened. Like, 
with with 12 i mentioned you had the airship that could take you places but you could still traverse this open world and feel like you're going somewhere with this one they mm-hmm. drop you in this 80 square foot map in the corner and that's that's it that's all you can go to that's that's the map so to call 13 a hallway this one i guess would be like a, a moving box yeah, a room that yeah it's 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 nowhere near to the scale and Andrew, like you said to its credit it's a sequel but this was also a full-fledged sequel this wasn't dlc this wasn't right something they just threw out there this was 13 2 we have a story to tell this is the this is the true sequel even with the the whole time aspect and jumping and like trying to do like a whole where in time is Carmen San Diego thing. Like, yes, it's not all linear. Like with an airship, you can just fly here or there and then do anything like, you know, oh, well, I have to go to this area or this area to progress this side quest or to get this item or to advance this part of that story. I almost thought like it was similar to the, uh, all right, well, now I have to think about it. What 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 part do I have to go to next? Oh well, is it this part? No, that's too far in the future. That's not it. Like, and I wander around like an idiot trying to figure out: is this the next spot I got to go to? No, this isn't it. I just wasted some time. Let me figure out where I actually got to go to. And then it's really just like you know the same spot, just a little earlier. And like I I did enjoy that aspect of you know like they they gave the thought of the time progression of of areas, but. I mean, like to your point, like it wasn't, it didn't feel like a full game. Two things I did enjoy. One, I already mentioned this episode was the Chocobo metal, metal music, uh, which I'm going to let these guys listen to after uh, we're done recording. The second, and I, I, I literally laughed out loud and I still smile when I do it. So your weapon is a little Moogle. Yeah. Uh, he turns into a bow and arrow. Well, later on you get the power to throw him. So you pick him up, and he's like, "Make yeah," and he just, you, you toss his ass, and it's the best part. I fucking it, it reminds me of South Park when I was like, "Don't kick the baby," and then I fucking launches ass. Kick the baby. <laughs> 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 but you can use that to get items and stuff. So that it, it made me smile. So I gotta say that's that's a pretty fun part of it. I I wouldn't call it a bad game though. By far from this experience, this whole year, twelve has been the oof, big oof of the. Uh, the franchise for me well that was definitely uh, a lot to take in and a lot to cover because well kevin's been going at it for the whole year and not only has it been just you know an interesting adventure that he's been ta- uh, t- taking on but also that he's been involving us and we like to involve you as well so give us your thoughts on vgl underscore podcast uh, twitter Tell us what you think. Tell us what your rankings are. Tell us if you think that, you know, oh, Kevin's an idiot, you know, 12 was awesome, or, you know, oh, I, I don't see why John doesn't understand the hype of 7, you know, 7 was the bomb, or, you know, John was absolutely right, 10 is the best one, Blitzball is my go-to. Hell yeah. Let us know. Or how could Andrew not beat Final Fantasy 1 in a whole year? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's correct but let us know we love to hear from you we love to engage with you and just be ready because when we start the next year and we uh have our next episode of the new year of 2022 
on January 10th. We're going to be talking about Final Fantasy 12 or uh 13 2 wrapped up, 13 3 and 15. And Kevin's thoughts on those and give it a good little ranking of his own of what he enjoyed the most, the least, what ones had the best points. It's going to be the good old uh the drizzle ranking system and uh we'll go into the new year. We'll go it fresh. We'll go at it fun. And we'll bring you along with us. So, as always, it's been a it's been a pleasure with you, gents, and it's been a pleasure to have everyone listen to us. Do you have any final words, guys? Just thank you, guys, for listening. We really do appreciate you, and happy New Year. We will see you in twenty twenty two. You guys made twenty twenty one a blast. Can't wait to see uh, how you guys treat us in twenty twenty two. Yep. Thank you, guys. We love you. See. Love ya. Goodbye. Bye.